0: Today on consequence, a psychic uses her amazing powers to diagnose something. She said, I'm looking and I and I see like some like in your in your stomach
1: area, I see these three little kind of I don't know, they're sacks or little seeds? They look like seeds or something. It could be cancer. I don't know. I don't know,
0: but just just to be safe. (laughs) We're just spitballing here. It could be cancer. You could be dead tomorrow. Who knows?
1: Who knows what's happening here, Josh?
0: This is Consequence, true stories about false things, presented by the James Randi Educational Foundation. I'm Brian Thompson. On Consequence... We look at the harm caused by believing in pseudoscience, superstition, and the paranormal and let the victims of those beliefs share their stories with you. Today, I'm talking to Josh Hunt. These days, he's the co-organizer of the Cleveland Skeptics, but once, he was a struggling young actor in New York who thought maybe a visit with a psychic could help get his career on track.
1: I thought I was going to finish up uh, studying acting. I was at uh, the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, and I was going to continue to audition like I had been auditioning for plays and, and films, and uh, I would just continue that, and eventually I would form a career and make a living uh, as an actor.
0: How old were you at this point?
1: Uh, I want to say about uh, 21.
0: So you were working at a hotel, right? or Room service?
1: Yes. I uh, was bouncing from, from job to job, you know, just trying to you know, pay the rent. So uh, I was tired of working at um, this, uh, cl- uh, this uh, clothing store I was working at. So I went and worked at uh, a hotel that was just opening up in uh, Lower Manhattan. Uh, as a, a room service order taker. So that was uh, where I was working and it was you know, very, very um, kind of high-end and, uh, and stressful and it wasn't where I wanted to be. I didn't want to be in that job. So I was uh, I was on a lunch break one day at this job and I was really questioning in my mind you know, what am I doing here? Where's this going? am I going to am I meant to be an actor? Uh, what am I doing here and I'm walking around thinking about all that and then I look over on the curb and I see a advertisement for a psychic and it showed the price which was just ten dollars. I thought to myself, okay, I can give that Psychic, a call and, and schedule something and, and, and ask this question of what am I doing here? And she'll probably be able to answer it and tell me what I need to do and, and, what, and if I made the right decision. So, and it's only ten dollars, you know, no biggie. Okay, so I, I call the number, and a voice comes on the phone, and uh, I say, You know, hello, my name is Josh, I'd like to get a reading done. And she said, Hello, my name is Crystal. Uh, okay, uh, when, when, when can we meet up? I said, um, tomorrow is good. Okay, tomorrow in the afternoon, okay. So I go to meet her that afternoon, the next day, and uh, she calls me in, and she's a short woman. Uh, she had an accent that I couldn't quite place, but she just looked like your typical, you know, sweet, kind uh, aunt or grandmother type so very very, disarming and and warm.
0: When people think about psychics, I think a lot of times they they have maybe a couple of different pictures in their heads of what they're going to see. So what did you expect before you showed up? Like what did you expect the psychic to to be like?
1: Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I would always seen like uh, I can, I don't know if you remember a film called uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure.
0: Of course. Of course.
1: I thought maybe the psychic that Large Marge. (laughs) That's right, Large Marge. I thought the psychic that Pee Wee went to go see, you know, would probably be similar. Um, But I don't know that I really had that much expectation for what uh, what she might look like, because my mind had been set on I just want her to answer this question and help me figure out what I'm doing with my life you know I, didn't, yeah. I wasn't really thinking a lot about what she might look like or what she might you know be like
0: well what were your impressions of of psychics in general i mean obviously you you felt like you were going to get something out of this so i mean why when did you start thinking that maybe psychics could do what they say they could do
1: well i uh, being in new york i, I had some friends and uh, some a couple of them had talked about uh psychic mediums and just how amazing they were and uh and how they would say things about either you know them you know to, about them or about people they knew and just how accurate they were and just how amazingly accurate and 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 powerful uh they were and and things. so it was it was i i guess i my mind had been kind of open to whether or not psychics could be real and and then uh I had friends who were um uh kind of promoting the idea that yeah, they're amazing. They have amazing power.
0: So what was it like when you when you stepped in there and got your reading?
1: Um, I can remember sitting there and she's staring at me, looking me up and down, you know, as if she sees something that I that I'm not seeing, and she's just really just taking me in and looking me up and down, and then she just starts to say things like I get that you're a very hard worker and and that you really have a passion all these these kind of general things that I thought, yeah, yeah, that's me, yep, yeah she's dead on, she's dead on, and uh just feeling like you know okay, all right, you know i don't i don't I don't sense any uh, anything fishy here, uh, she seems pretty legit to me, so it was that was the initial um uh, session was just her giving me her general assessment about me.
0: Did she say anything that was, uh, especially surprising to you? Like anything that stuck out as, you know, this is something that's, that's spot on that nobody else would be able to pick up on, if not, no.
1: Um, I can remember when she started to talk to me about, I don't, I don't know if she, I, she, was talking about bad spirits or something like that or a bad aura or something and she's like, I don't, know where, I don't know where this darkness or this dark energy is coming from in your life because you seem like a very nice easygoing kind of joyous kind of person so I don't know where this is coming from and then she said, I'm getting that um, I'm getting that you've come into contact a lot with with a lot of, with a, a lot of people from overseas I'm getting that you know, does that make sense? And I connected that to the school I was going, I had gone to, and the people I had become friends with from that school, because it was an acting school that had a lot of students from overseas, from England, from from Ireland, from Iceland, from all over the world, and so I, I made that connection of uh, of of oh well okay then maybe it came from them or that, well that's that those are the people that I come into contact from overseas.
0: Did you find yourself making those connections instantly, or were there, were there instances where she would say something and you would sort of struggle to connect uh, something from your life to what she said?
1: Whenever she would say something that wasn't fitting or wasn't quite right, I would just kind of um, not really pay much attention to it or just or just maybe think to myself, all right, well, she's going to get some things right here. So, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, eventually she's going to... So I just I was just kind of ignoring or not really thinking a lot about the things that weren't fitting or she wasn't getting quite right.
0: You give a certain amount of leeway to anyone doing any job, really. You don't expect anyone to be 100% perfect at everything they do. Right, and
1: when you're sitting there right in front of somebody, uh, you you don't... I mean, I think in general, people are non-confrontational... And certainly I was, and I am, and I'm sitting there, I'm not about to stand up and say, "Uh, you just said 10 things about me that are not right. What are you doing here? What are you, (laughs) come on.
0: (laughs) Right, yeah, I mean, yeah, you wouldn't have paid the 10 bucks to go there if you expected to get belligerent with the person who's uh, giving you the reading.
1: Right, she has answers to my, my life mysteries here, and I need to know them. I'm not about to make her angry. Just as I was about to walk out her door to leave, uh, I said to her, "Oh um listen i uh I came to New York to be an actor. I really want that to be my living, and I'm working at a job right now that I don't like, so I'm just I want to know. am I supposed to be working at that job? Am I supposed to be doing this with my life That's essentially what i was I asked her. She said something like... Oh um, well, you know, give me give me a day or so on that one, and uh, and I'll and I'll really think about it, and really I'll I'll get I'll get back to you on that. Is essentially what she said to me, and so that's where that first session ended.
0: So, is the implication there that you would come back for another session that you pay for, or with the speech, just sort of extra information?
1: Uh, extra information. Uh, she said, you know, I charge uh, ten dollars for this first session, and I said yes. And uh, she never, never said, "Okay, I'm gonna need another ten dollars, please," or "I'm gonna need a now I'm gonna need twenty dollars, please, for this session." She never charged like that uh, uh, again after the first session.
0: Okay, so you come back in, and 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 what does she say about this particular question?
1: She said, um, "Josh, you are not meant to work at that restaurant, at that hotel. You're not meant to work there. All right, Cause it's like, it's like you want to be in, it's like you want to work in, you know, an uh, Asian cuisine, but you're working in a Mexican restaurant. And you're not meant to be working in Mexican cuisine. You're meant to be working in Asian cuisine. So that's what you're meant to do. <laughs> I was like, right. I'm supposed to be working. So
0: you should be at a slightly different hotel. I guess
1: so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's got to be kind of a mixed emotion to hear that. You know, on one hand, yeah, you've got this bright future ahead of you. you. You've got confirmation of that. On the other hand, what are you supposed to do now?
1: Right. Right. And, um, you know, at that moment, I was like, um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't there for very, for very long. You know, it was just like maybe two years or something like that. And I had already done like an independent, you know, feature film and uh, And I had already done you know a few other projects, so I, I was having like some minor success that was pointing to okay you 're doing the right thing, keep going, but um I was just my mind was just going way out into the long term i was My mind was like fast forwarding to right what about twenty or thirty years from now are you, are you going to be are you going to be where you want where you really want to be, or are you just going to be just sitting in this crappy apartment? For the rest of your life, just hoping to get that call back, if nothing else, for that really tiny, you know, uh, off, 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 off Broadway, at this point in New Jersey, um, uh, play. But, you know what's happening? So I was just, I was just getting impatient in general with myself. It, it, it was just with the situation, and I was like, "Where is this going? I want to know now."
0: So what did she say? I mean, she says you, you're not supposed to be here. Now, 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 what? Did she tell you to quit or?
1: Uh, she said um, she said okay you're, okay? so you, you are meant to be an actor and you're not meant to work at this, at, at this job that you're working at that you don't like now before you can get to where you want to be I gotta tell you there, there are these dark spirits in your life right now and they're making your aura dark your, the color of your aura is very dark I can see it very clearly and in order to in order for you to you know, reach your fullest potential, you have to... We have to get rid of these dark spirits in order for that to happen. And these are dark spirits they are keeping you from achieving all of that. So that's the first step. That's what we That's what we need to
0: do. It's pretty common for people to believe in, in psychic powers. I mean, that's pretty innocuous. Once she starts talking about spirits, though, that seems to be, at least to me, it seems like it's maybe another level above that. So did you did you have a predilection toward believing in spirits or a kind of background that, that made that easier for you to, to buy?
1: Um, I was raised Catholic and, uh, for, for many, many years I was in Catholic school and I had that background and I was, I was, so that's, that's the start of it. And also, uh, throughout my childhood, my mom, uh, I guess my dad too, but definitely my mom was very into watching, unsolved mysteries and and sightings and she loved the movie ghost you know so i had already been open to the idea that that uh that there are spirits or ghosts or evil demons or forces beyond our beyond this earthly realm that we call reality
0: the, the, the idea that demi moore could somehow possess Whoopi goldberg and slow dance with patrick swayze
1: <laughs> right right uh, so that that door had already been open and uh... uh... so that was the background that made me think okay what she says is probably true or very very well could be true she said here's what i need you to do josh i need you to um, i need you to go to the store and i need you to well i need you to get a jar essentially is what she said i need you to get a glass jar that uh... and clean it out and make sure it's nice and clean and make sure that there isn't a label on it or anything. Just get it nice and clean, so it's you know very clear and clean. And I need you to fill uh, I need you to fill the the jar up with water from your tap in your kitchen. And then I need you to uh, put that into into uh, plastic uh, shopping bags. You know, to make sure it's two of them, one inside of the other, and take that glass jar with water from your tap in your kitchen and put it into the bags and then uh, tie it up and then put it somewhere where no light can touch it. No sunlight can touch it. It has to be in a dark place. Okay. So I immediately run out of her apartment building and I go to the uh, store uh, that's down the street and I take a kind of small jar of jelly, of, of Smucker's grape jelly, and I run home with it, and I open it up, and I immediately dump out this full, delicious, could (laughs) have made me 10 sandwiches, jelly, and I Uh just dump it in the trash, and then um, I rip the label off, I, I clean it up really nice and good, like she asked, and I filled it with the tap water, put it in the bags, and put it under my bed so no light could touch it, and then uh she said okay then come see me uh at this time tomorrow okay so i get up and uh i go with the bag uh all the way to her apartment and uh she has the bag and she's uh she and i sit down with her and she opens the bag and she says okay very good you did really good this is really nice and good now josh if this works then the water will turn from clean to dirty. And that's how we'll know it works. Okay, we're going to try this. We'll see if it works. Okay.
0: So what does she mean by work, though? Did you have any impression of, like, were the spirits supposed to be trapped inside the water? Or what was the, What were the mechanics involved here?
1: Uh, essentially, what, what it was was uh, she was going to I don't know if she was going to cast the the spirits into the jar or the the mucky, bad aura energy into the jar. Uh, That part is not clear to me right now. But essentially, whatever this badness is, whether it's a bad spirit or a bad energy, it's going into this jar and it's going to stay there and that's how we'll know that this obstacle has been cleared from your life. She takes the jar, she puts it back into the bag and she ties it up and then... um, she's holding it she, and then she's like she starts to pray I think, she, I think it was like an Our Father or something and I noticed that she kept it kept becoming more gradually louder she was getting more, more and more loud and a little more theatrical as she went along so it was like I was already building up this expectation of like oh I think this is going to work I think it's going to work here we go here we go and then she pulls the jar out of the bag and <gasps> the water is dirty and then she said now we're not quite out of the woods yet okay what's up I'm, I am I, um, I have and then she claimed that she has this ability to I guess I guess some kind of x-ray vision or something because she said that she could see inside of my body and she said I'm looking and I, and I see like something like in your in your stomach area, I see these three little kind of, I don't know, they're sacks or little seeds. They look like seeds or something. It could be cancer. I don't know. I don't know, but just <laughs> but
0: just to be safe. We're just spitballing here. It could be cancer. You could be dead tomorrow. Who knows? Who
1: knows what's happening here, Josh? So, just to be safe, we're going to do this again and we're going to get those dirty little sacks out of there. And then... um so I repeated the whole process again with the jar. And and she did the entire thing again with the jar. This time, you know, when she revealed the jar, this jar, the second jar, it the water had turned uh red. At, at least red enough to be convincing that oh, she just she said, Don't worry, because if this works, um, you know, you'll see the water turn red, uh, like blood, but don't worry, uh blood gets replenished very easily and very quickly, so don't worry about that, okay? Okay. And then, uh, so, boom, she reveals this new jar of water, and there's, there's the, the redness. I'm like, oh, wow. I was already convinced. She didn't even have to do that, but okay, there it is. And then she said, oh, do you see when I hold it up to the light? Do you see those three little, kind of, sack or seed? You see that That's what I was telling you about. That's what I was telling you about. Wow. There they are.
0: Well, so, what did it look like? I mean, um, I, I wouldn't even know what to what to imagine for that kind of thing.
1: Um, I guess if you just look at, kind of like if you look at a uh, a sesame seed kind of thing. Okay. It, it, maybe maybe that are a little smaller. Um, so, just I don't know, you know, where those came from. Uh, or if she palmed them or something, and then put them in there when I wasn't looking, but um, they essentially just look like three little, kind of dark specks, or you know, that could be perceived as seeds or something.
0: Okay, so just like these three little, little little things. Yes. Did it cross your mind ever to go to the doctor? I mean, if somebody, if I believed this person could see into my body and said they said they saw what could possibly be tumors or Possibly, uh, maybe you, you 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 ate some watermelon seeds or something. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I, I don't know if I don't know what I would do. But it's it, I might think about double checking and, and going and getting a second opinion on that as well.
1: Uh, I did not have uh, any health insurance at the time, uh, so going
0: right. to find
1: out from the doctor whether or not I actually had what she said I had uh wasn 't really an option for me, so i couldn 't do that, so she was the only health care I had.
0: Thank goodness we live in the United States of America oh boy, I, I, I love you it You have the freedom to not go to the doctor yeah um, so uh, so did you tell anybody about this? Does anybody else know what 's going on here the The person who wrote
1: the script for the for the film I was doing uh, i would, I would hang out. Uh, with, with her a lot. I would hang out with the other actors a lot and hang out with, with her family a lot and you know became like close friends. And, mm-hmm. uh, and she had told me in the past about this psychic medium that, that was very amazing that she thought was really amazing and great. So I figured, uh, well, hey, she thinks that's amazing. Wait till she hears about my encounter with this psychic. This is going to be great. And then I tell her, and there was another actor friend of ours who was also in the movie who was standing there when I told her about it. And um, I, I had told her essentially what I had just told you about the jars and all this stuff. And I was expecting from this friend of mine to say to me, wow, Josh, that's really amazing. You see, I told you about psychics, huh? Yeah. Instead, what she said was essentially, huh. Okay, well, whatever makes you happy. I, yeah. And then she says, Okay, great. We've done all this. We've gotten rid of the, 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 the dark aura energy and the uh, what could have possibly been a terrible disease. But, I'm, but there's still another obstacle, Josh. Um, I'm really sensing, I'm really getting very strongly a uh, 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 bad spirit's are really negatively affecting your money and and this is this is not a good thing this is really not a good thing so now she's talking about hey, there's bad spirits messing with my money and and nobody messes with my money so (laughs) what do we gotta do to to remedy this and then she told me she said she asked me how much money can you uh, get out of the bank today, and I—I I think I said I don't know. I think I might be able to withdraw maybe $500. She says, "Okay, all right, um, we can do this today, or we can do it tomorrow, but, 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 but bring me—I uh, can't remember exactly what she said. As she said an amount or how much, but just, but just bring me as much as you can get out." and mm-hmm. and uh and I'll 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 bless the money I'll do the thing with the money and and we'll rid the bad spirits from the money okay do you want to do that today or tomorrow and I said I'll do it right now cuz my bank is right down the street she says okay then yeah just go ahead and then when you when you when you're ready come on back and then we'll okay so I race to my bank down the street and I go to the ATM and I withdraw about I guess $500 and uh, you know in 20s and I and I stuff it into my pocket, and I run back to uh, her apartment, and I say, okay, "Okay, I got it." And and or yeah, and then she said, "Okay, I'm sorry, I got the money." And then she said, "Okay, when you got the money, I want you to take the money back to your apartment, and I want you to um, do a similar thing with kind of like the jars, of the jars, you know, putting the money into a plastic bag, essentially." And I, I want she said to me, "I want you to fold the money." Uh, like like put them in piles, like three three different piles, and have the money going like crisscross in each pile. So so that so that each of them look like crosses. So you have them going okay. either way, and then and then fold them up so they're like in nice little bundles, and then put those in the bag and bring them back to me. So I did that. I bring them back to her, and she. um you know, she she has like you know, kind of the same thing where she says, okay, you know, here's the money. Okay, great, great. Okay, we'll put that back in the bag. Now we're gonna put the bag uh, down your shirt. So I I put it under my shirt, and I'm like, I have it right in my where my stomach is, and um and and she's uh, okay, and she's like putting her hand on my stomach where the money is and putting her hand. I mean, and again, she's praying. And uh she's getting all out and everything, and then uh she finishes the prayer, and she takes the bag of money and says, "Okay now uh in order to complete this process, I need to take this to uh this uh priest or whoever over at the St Patrick's Cathedral uh here in Manhattan, and they have this really nice special dome that's uh that's you know that has all these candles lit, and that's where you know special things like this go to be to be done. So I'm going to take this to, to him and we're going to go into the dome and we're going to light candles and pray over it and get rid of these bad spirits, okay? So I left this bag of money with her to go and, and pray at St. Patrick's Cathedral with, to get rid of these bad spirits.
0: And you were expecting that you would get this back or, or was this a payment for the it, service?
1: I was going to get the money back. It's like, it's like she was going to clean the money in this kind of way uh, and then and then get it back to me. I don't know if it was before or during this. I was giving her other money too. Like I like she asked for um it was like a candle that had the pic- had a picture of Jesus on it. Um she's like, you know, and she instructed me. This is when I was still I still believed in the the power of prayer. So that was very um influential and I thought, well, hey, this is a sweet elderly woman who is giving me a Jesus candle and surely a woman with a Jesus candle wouldn't try to swindle me, right? <laughs> so uh, uh, I would pray over that all the time and um, so that was, I, don't, I can't remember how much that was but it was at least $20 and, I th- and, and again I think that I, I had I, I, can va- I can remember that I had gotten her more money uh, either to pray over or to just or to, or to buy little things like that
0: when did she say she would return with your clean money?
1: She didn't. She didn't give me a specific date or time, but she said as soon as she gets it cleaned or cleansed—I think she used that word—that's um, when she would get it back to me. Whenever that would be, whenever that was, and so I would go and meet with her, and uh, and then she would tell me, "Okay, I'm going to get your money to you on on Monday. Okay, so come to my apartment on Monday. Okay." I come to her apartment on Monday. Oh, it it rained when we were. Oh, I'm sorry. She, she so then she tells me that um, she met with the um, she did she met with the person at St. Patrick's Cathedral and they were praying over it. But then it gets even more kind of elaborate, where she has to take the the money I gave her, uh, and after done praying with it, she has to take it to this special site somewhere. I forget where she said it was, if at all. But it was somewhere outside, you know, in in nature, where they would have to, um, I don't know, kind of kind of kind of bury the money, uh, at least at least not not too far down into the earth, and pray over it some more, or bless it some more, something like that. So then she feeds me this line of, oh, it rained, and in order for this to work, the ground that we that we put the money in has to be dry. So. We were trying to drive. We were trying to do whatever. We couldn't get it done, so uh, it's going to take a little longer. Okay. So she's prolonging and and taking me taking me along. So there mm-hmm. was there was no set time or date as to when she was going to get me this money back. When I was getting more and more, okay, I'm I'm going to need that money really soon because I have rent to pay and and I have uh, food to buy and all this stuff and I and I, I can't dump that jelly down the trash anymore. Uh, so, so then she said to me, "Okay, now like I said to you, Josh, you're not meant to work at that job. You don't like so much. You're meant to. You're meant to be an actor. So I want you to write up your two weeks notice." And I So I typed it up, made it look really professional, everything, and I put it in an envelope. And I was getting ready to go. Um, I guess to go to work to take it to my manager. But before I did that, uh I had time to give Crystal, the psychic I'd been seeing, one more call before I did, and I called her and I said, Okay, I um I uh I have the letter in my hand and I'm ready to go take it to my boss, but uh I'm really scared. I'm really scared. And she said, Yeah, I know you're scared. I really do, I know it. But like I said, you're not meant to work there anymore, so so don't worry about it. Just go ahead and and give that to him and, and, and you'll be done with that." I was like, oh, okay. Okay. So I go and I give the two weeks notice to my uh, manager, to my boss, and he looked at me and went, okay, all right. And then I started telling everybody about how I'm quitting, and they go, oh, you're quitting? What's up? Well, I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna be an actor, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be doing it professionally, I'm joining, I'm joining the Screen Actors Guild, you know, the the actors union and I'm gonna be gonna be an actor. So that's going, Oh, alright, great. Yeah, very exciting. Oh boy, this is great. Alright, what about that money? I need to get that money from Crystal. Okay. So then um uh I, I, I think I, I think Crystal she dragged me along for a little longer. And then um at at the one point I felt very and 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 maybe I I, I wanna also add that anytime I expressed any skepticism to her, any especially when I wasn't getting the call from Los Angeles that she told me I was going to get, Uh, I would get the skepticism at least a little bit, like, I don't know, I mean, maybe she's wrong, I don't know, this is where, And then I I would, any time I expressed any amount of skepticism to her, she would hit me with, it's okay if you have doubts. It's okay because you wouldn't be human if you didn't have these doubts. So you're only human, Josh. Yeah, I guess I am, aren't I? Okay. And then kind of forget about that. <laughs> yeah. That put that to rest. And so, um And so, okay, and then it gets to this point where, all right, I need to get that money back from her. And I need to get it back right now. All right? I don't care about not getting a call or whatever. I just need that money back. So, I'm going to march over there and get it. So, I marched over to her apartment and I go up to the front desk clerk, and I said, yes, hi, I'm here to see Crystal in apartment 1F, please. And he said to me, oh, uh, they moved out. Yeah, Crystal and her family, they're gone. They already moved out. They're gone.
0: We'll get back to Josh's story in a minute, but first... I wanted to know the history of this type of psychic scam. So I turned to my friend Tim Farley, founder of whatstheharm.net, an exhaustive database of news stories about people who have been harmed by a belief in pseudoscience, superstition, or the paranormal. Tim is also a research fellow for the James Randi Educational Foundation. And he says the same trap set for Josh Hunt has been set for many, many others.
2: The classic way that this would be done is this: the psychic would tell you to bring an egg uh, to the reading, which fits the pattern of telling you to do something. Uh, they would have you come to the second reading typically or, or maybe the first reading if, the, if you had talked to them on the phone ahead of time and have you bring an egg and then they – and I'm sure Mr. Randy could probably tell you the exact sleight of hand that they do, but there's just a piece of sleight of hand that they do where they switch the egg or some, some other sleight of hand that is done so that it appears that when they crack the egg open, it's full of blood. Mm. And so that's the sign of evil that you you, you are cursed and, uh, and it's very shocking to you know take an egg out of your refrigerator, go down the street, uh, hand it to someone, and then they appear to crack it open, and all of a sudden it's full of blood. that could be very, very frightening to some people and it's done with uh, a, a, just a totally stuck uh, sleight of hand move um, and that's part of the classic version of this uh, of this con.
0: Yeah, so these people are basically using the same kind of tricks that your your birthday party magician would use, but Absolutely. using them for evil. Do you think that maybe we should stop teaching people how to do magic tricks?
2: <laughs> uh, I don't know if we should stop teaching people how to do it, but it certainly helps for pe- the general public to understand what they look like when they or when they've seen one. Um, the thing that sets it apart a, a is when you're not expecting a sleight of hand trick and someone suddenly does one in front of you, sometimes mm-hmm. it can be quite, uh, uh, shocking. I remember the first time I, I went to Tam and, uh, we were at the uh, reception and, and, uh, Mr. Randy was doing some, uh, some sleight of hand in the reception and I was, uh, standing nearby and it can, it can be surprising when someone does a piece of sleight of hand in front of you and you're not expecting it. Um, so yeah, it's always
0: I, it's it's always surprising to me. And like I've spent you know, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours with Randy. I've been on the road with him many times. Uh, I've seen him do all sorts of tricks. And what's what's interesting is that um, sometimes I'll be close enough to where I can see what it is that is being done. Like right. I can see I can see the trick because I'm at the I'm not the target audience, and so he's not really paying attention to to what I can see and what I can't see. Um, and it makes it even more shocking when I see the trick done from the proper perspective because I still don't know how how he's able to do that and make it look so real. I mean I know exactly how it's done, I know exactly what's right. happening, but when I see it it's just it's even more shocking because I can't imagine the skill necessary to pull that off yeah, and so it's, it, it's, it would almost be it'd almost be less impressive if it were magic because <laughs> you know then
2: yeah, they just do it yeah it is it is amazing when you, you see someone who's good at that and, and even if you know how the trick is done when you see it done really well uh, how 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 good it can look um, yeah you
0: don't have to be uh, you don't have to be ignorant or stupid to fall for these sort of things
2: yeah um, yeah this uh, this type of con goes way way back including the sleight of hand and uh, uh, supposedly the uh, the romani word for it is is, is a buju I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but B B U J O, and that's the name for this type of uh, uh, type of con, and, and it always involves telling you that the, that there's some evil or some darkness in your life, and there's usually a sleight of hand trick involved,
0: and usually someone being parted with their money at the end. Mm. So in, in this particular circumstance with Josh he he got some money stolen from him about $1700 I think he said. It's a good good amount of money but it's oh, yeah. just money, right? So you can you can recover from that. Are there cases where people have have gotten more taken from them or have been hurt more than than that?
2: Um, most of them involve money. I think uh, there some of them have been quite large amounts of money. Uh, I know of some cases. There was one that was on uh, a 2006 episode of uh, 2020 that involved four hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars. So you're talking people's life savings. Wow. So that could certainly be you know uh, devastating. Uh, to someone, a lot of them are uh, the ones that you see in the paper. You know, on a regular basis, are typically on the order of a few thousand dollars. But but some of them will go into the hundreds of thousands of dollars, and usually that sort of thing will be a, a series of cons. You know, they, they obviously don't go straight to you know take your all your money out. They'll work their way up. They'll start with a few hundred, and then they'll go to a few thousand, and 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 and. It, it, Infiltrate the person's life and uh, just become part of their life and uh, pretty soon they realize oh my god this person has taken my entire life savings
0: yeah well you were saying earlier that you think that this is this is kind of a, a type of con that can be applied to a lot of different arenas it's not just Uh, fake psychics that are using Oh yeah,
2: yeah, it's absolutely, it's done different ways, it's done as a fortune teller I'm sure there are some that claim to be religious in nature and do it, Um, tarot readers uh, and and literally I see a story of this type from some area uh, around the world um, literally every week, because it's gotten to the point with the What's the Harm site that people know that I'm looking for stories, so they send me stuff, and I see a story of this type like just regularly, like clockwork. And it's it, after a while, you realize that you know it's like, how do people not know that this type of con exists? But I guess it's just they happen just rarely enough that most people have not heard of it.
0: Yeah, well, the basic structure is um, somebody says that you have a problem and they convince you that they're the only ones that know how to solve it. Yep. And the problem doesn't really exist, but you don't know that. So they're able to, you know, string you along for as long as they possibly can before you learn that there is no problem. I guess sometimes... There's no way you could ever know that there's no problem.
2: Right. And uh, there's, there's a, there was an interesting uh, high-tech variant of that that kind of plays on that how would you know that there really was a problem where uh, a company was uh, scammed out of several million dollars by another company that claimed that uh, it was some sort of computer hacker, computer virus type situation, and the other company was charging them for elaborate and unnecessary uh, services to remove viruses and to clean hacker stuff off their computers, and they claimed they were sending investigators to other countries to figure out which hackers were attacking them, and all of it was complete nonsense. There was no hacker attack going on, Uh, and it was literally the same sort of con. It all has to do with convincing someone that they have a problem and that you're the only person who can solve it.
0: So I guess that that might be the takeaway that if someone approaches you and and tells you about a problem you didn't know you had and then says they can solve it, um, maybe uh, that should shoot up a couple of red flags. Yes,
2: yes. Uh, Always get a second opinion and make sure sure you choose who you get the second opinion from, not from someone suggested by the original person.
0: Like there was this guy who came to my house one time and told me that my uh, eaves were filthy and that he could... uh, he hmm. could spray him clean. I just punched him right in the face. just want to get out of here. That might be
2: a bit extreme, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe
0: <laughs> not everybody's out to get you, I suppose you never know
1: This is so embarrassing, oh my God, I can't tell my mom about this. I can't tell anybody about this. I am so yeah. embarrassed and uh, so
0: it okay so so she's got. She made off with your five hundred dollars. Like all, all told, how how much money had you paid her over these couple months?
1: Well, I would say I could confidently say that it was at least at least seventeen hundred dollars. It may have been okay. mo- a little more, but about seventeen hundred dollars.
0: And this is this is what strikes me as very um, especially disturbing about this situation is that. The whole thing about her making you put in your two weeks notice. I mean, obviously, she had a, a deadline for when she was going to pick up and move. She'd gotten the money from you, enough money as she could she could get out of you. I mean, how much longer do you think that she could have strung you along without any sort of results? I mean, even if she had given you the $500 back, said, this is clean, those spirits are gone. Um, but you never got that call from Los Angeles. I mean, how much longer do you think you could have been on the hook with her?
1: Um, I would say, well, I'd say I would eventually have just, just stopped going to her and stopped calling her, especially if she had given me all the money back that I had given her. Uh, I, I would have just stopped going, and I would have just forgotten about it and just not, mm-hmm. not thought much about it. I think
0: it just, it seems like with, with a scam like this, she must be working on some kind of equation in her head. You know, how much money can I get out of this person before, uh, they're going to catch on and I need to move. I need to completely cut myself off. And, and, and that's why I say it's so disturbing that she asked you to put in your two weeks notice because obviously she was planning on cutting you off. Um, and if she wasn't, then you not having your job is going to make it very difficult for you to keep giving her money. It just seems like that's just total cruelty at that point.
1: Absolutely. Like just pure evil that I'm, I'm taking this, this, this young man on a ride, an emotional, psychological roller coaster of a ride, and I'm going to take as much money from him as I can in the process. And then, to really drive this knife deeper into his heart, I'm going to uh, make him cut himself off from uh, his means of supporting himself. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I didn't think about that, think quite like that until just now, that, yes, that's, that's exactly, I think, how it was, she was thinking. I mean, otherwise, I don't know. I mean, it's just pure
0: evil. So did, how did this change your perception on on reality at all I mean, how long did it take you to to recover from the shock of this um
1: I, I um i can remember well i can remember like again in that moment i just told you about where my whole world is crashing down around me and i'm like oh my god what happened i'm so embarrassed oh my god she made me put me my 2 weeks notice in. and my 2 weeks notice had not been up yet and so I, I went to the, uh, to the manager and I said, listen, I need, I, I put in my two weeks notice, but um, is there any way I can withdraw that? And he said, what do you mean? I said, I just, I, um, I, I, uh, I, I, um, I actually, the thing that I was going to be doing fell through, so I, I need the job. He said, well, we already filled your position. Like, oh boy. Well, well, okay. And he was very nice. He said, come on in, we'll work something out. And so I worked it out so where I would work like one, one shift a week or something. And uh, so I wasn't completely... Um, out of luck on that, uh, and then uh, I don't know. I, I guess it didn't take too long to recover financially, but the emotional part was really hard to deal with. I, again, I was just trying to forget about it, trying to make it go away, as if it never happened, and not tell anyone about it. Like someone would say, "Hey, what happened? I thought you were going to be doing Um, I just it just fell through. Okay, don't. Yeah, just you know, things happen. Okay, whatever. Uh, I don't want to talk about it.
0: That's all the time we have for Consequence. Special thanks to Josh Hunt for sharing his story. You can follow Josh's great work at clevelandskeptics.com. If you've been harmed by pseudoscience, superstition, or the paranormal, and you want to share your story on the show, please get in touch by emailing consequence at randy.org. Consequence is a production of the James Randi Educational Foundation. To find out more about the JRF's mission to promote science, skepticism, and critical thinking, just visit randi.org. That's R-A-N-D-I dot O-R-G. Consequence is produced by me, Brian Thompson, and our music is by Planet Shifter. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks with another true story about false things.